an immensely warm welcome to each and every one of you. It's time for episode 96 of Near Perfect Pitch. Well, this week, this week, I can tell you, the programme is brought to you by Rob Sekula, 14 Ice Bears, and the Milk Chocky Hobnob, no less. Yep, talking to 14 Ice Bears, Rob specifically later on in the programme, you're going to get uh, a very, very in-depth view about uh, the wonderful world of the bears that has been going on the best part of three decades. Probably more, I'm trying to do the maths here. Yeah, even more. Um, now, usual features, of course. We've got obligatory for our Cover Me Weekly Peel. We've got our hat-trick today, which is, I don't know, minimally... Uh, thematic in that uh, all the bands begin with D, so I'll call it a D hat trick, shall I? Essential Wax this week is the Blue Aeroplanes. We've got a double tint to web time today, and of course the interview with Rob from a 14 Ice Bears at the end of the programme in about two and a half hours or so. Um, lots to look forward to today. New releases, let, let me go through a list here, and um, I'm not going to... Uh, hold myself to all of this because uh, it's one of those weeks where I've actually brought more records than I uh, have, uh, well, that I'm typically going to play. It's one of those lucky bag type weeks. But I hope to get to the following. Well, I think I will, in terms of the new releases, I think they'll all get uh, taken care of. Uh, new releases by, by Grim Twins from Macclesfield from their debut EP. It's really, really good, actually. Uh, something relatively new, so I'll call it a new, a new release. Uh, Wooden Ships off their latest LPV5, whatever you want to call it. I Saw the Light, uh, brand spanking as of today. Just got this today. Uh, White Horses is not even released yet, but uh, they've got a cover version of uh, a Todd Rundgren classic, which I'm going to share with you later on. Also new material by Sugar Spun. We've got some new material by Nothing. Something off the new Interpol record, Cascadia Faultline from Liverpool, OHMME. We have uh, Middle Kids, Far Caspian, Saltwater Sun and Hers. That is a load of new releases. And in amongst all that, this is what I'm going to try and get to amidst all that, aside from the hat-trick which I've already uh, detailed, Lloyd Cole, Ian Brody. I've got, uh, what else have I got here? I've got Cover Me This Week, official Cover Me is Oval. I've got some Superstar here in my hand. I've got some Bodines. It's going to be a good show. Stay tuned. Kick off with this. She ladled the conversation Skimming from the top That damn alien balloon from last year still refuses to pass I want a new icon, I want a new icon 
Mr. Lloyd Cole of Bad Vibes from 1993, his, his third solo record and a track called For the Pleasure of Your Company. And that was preceded by from Chicago, uh, singer-songwriters and multi-instrumentalists uh, Seema Cunningham and Macy Stewart, who operate under the name of Ome. I believe that's how it's pronounced, O-H-M-E. And uh, that is off their debut LP entitled Parts and uh, the lead track to the LP entitled Icon. And you can learn more about them and buy all the material at ohme.bandcamp.com. Who wants to hear something off the new Interpol record?
goes down I hope you are alright I am alright There's a letter marked urgent I have not yet read it Obligatory Fall track out the way very early in the program. Our Obligatory Fall ah track this week is Rose by uh, the Fall, of course, duh, of the 14th LP Code Selfish that came out in 1992 on Cog Sinister Records. And a beauty it was and is. Before that, we heard Interpol from New York City off the brand new Marauder LP, their sixth and uh, first LP in four years, a track called Stay in Touch. Next, let's go to San Francisco and hear something off this quite magnificent record, 5 or V, depending on, uh, well, just depending on what it actually is called. Wooden Ships by every single one of this lot's LPs. Stunning.
glorified wispy gorgeousness. That's uh, our cover me this week, our official cover me. There's going to be a couple of bonus big cover, cover versions coming up, uh, let it be said, but I'll get to that later. Photograph, uh, as uh, done by, of course, Def Leppard. That is Oval, one of only two singles released by them on uh, Ice Rink Records from 1992. And Ice Rink Records is St Etienne's label, and, uh, and a quite wonderful label it is too. Uh, it, it's, ho- it's home to a, a load of, of really seriously cool artists, such as Shampoo and uh, Golden and Supermarket and uh, sense around. Even Earl Brutus had some releases on Ice Rink Records. Incidentally, St Etienne, if you're in the area, they're playing Montreal in six days. That's going to be a beauty. And before that, from their fifth LP, released in May, entitled, I believe, Five, or capital V, um, that's Wooden Ships, Staring at the Sun. They are a marvellous, marvellous band. Not released one Dove track on all of their releases, and I highly recommend snagging the entire roster by them. Next, from Macclesfield, very importantly, uh, a town branded as the least cultured place in Britain in the 2005 State of the Nation report, is Grim Twins off their WEP. It's Grim Up North, lending the nod to uh, the KLF, of course. And uh, here's a track called Generation Z.
500. That is Final Day, as originally done by Young Marble Giants, and I believe I played that last week on last week's programme. Uh, the, the Peel Sessions release uh, through BBC and um, Revolver in the USA, it's an eight-tracker uh, compiling both of their Peel Sessions from 89 and 90, and uh, it also features some more cover versions. They do a version of Submission by the Sex Pistols, of course, and Moonshot by Buffy St. Marie, and as much as they have a bash at Don't Let Our Youth Go to Waste by Jonathan Richmond. Again, Galaxy 500, and that's a tune by Young Marble Giants. Final dates, our Peel session, uh, our weekly Peel this week from the 4th of November 1990. And also, of course, a cover version, so your second cover version of the programme thus far. Before that, uh, Grim Twins, Generation Z, off uh, their latest and only EP. Go to soundcloud.com uh, slash Grim Twins to learn more about them. Hoping to have them on the show, actually. Uh, and again, Macclesfield. Um, <laughs> used to drive through Macclesfield a lot, actually, and... Um, 
I think it's a bit harsh. It's probably uh, uh, deemed culture-less, but uh, I don't know. It might have changed since last time I was there. Anyway, plus that was nine. Uh, plus that was in 2005. Anyway, so lots can change. It's probably uh, it could be some Nirvana now, Macclesfield. I've not been there for an eternity. Anyway, what's coming up next? We've got something from Philadelphia. We've got uh, Blue Line Baby by Nothing off their brand new and third LP, Dance on the Blacktop. <laughs> Thank you. 
off last year's debut, High and Dry. That's Simon Mason and his High Town Pirates with Chasing Rainbows, HighTownPirates.com. New material forthcoming from them very soon. Uh, Simon's been on the show a couple of times. He's a stellar, stellar bloke. You need to buy his book as well, and you need to go back in time and revisit the two interviews in the annals of near-perfect pitch history. A more than interesting gentleman is Simon. Before that, from Philly, nothing. Their band entitled Nothing. Uh, that's off their brand new and third LP. Dance on the Blacktop. Nothing.bandcamp.com. Blue Line Baby is the song that we heard. And they've got a ton, like literally all of their material is on their Bandcamp page. So another one of those bands where you really do need everything that they've ever done. They are that, that good. I'll tell you. A third cover version? Unprecedented. Well, there's going to be a third one, just by virtue of it being White Horses. White Horses are just one of those bands that uh, they can do anything, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, them, them and Real Society are uh, neck and neck with me as being uh, the best bands on God's Green Earth currently. And this just came across my email today. They have, uh, well, they're put together on uh, their SoundCloud page, but uh, soon to be released, I believe and hope that uh, this is going to be available. It's called I Saw the Light. It's a cover of Todd Rundgren's uh, 72 classic, featuring uh, ex-Nouvelle Vague vocalist uh, Manly Payne on vocals. It is quite gorgeous, and it sounds just, just like this. Thank you. 
Superstar with I Love Love, the, the only single that uh, 
was pulled off their fifth of six LPs, Fat Dat, on Camp Fabulous Records from 2000. Essentially the genius of Joe McAlinden, former member of uh, the Groovy Little Numbers and BMX Bandits. Uh, played lots of stuff by him in the past and will continue to do so. And uh, look for his stuff, look for his uh, latest stuff uh, under, the, under the guise of Linden. And uh, do some digging. Joe's been around a long time. Even did the string arrangements for a Teenage Fan Club as well. Before that, a cover of uh, Todd Rundgren's 72 Epic. Uh, I saw the light. That's White Horses, and I just can't say enough good things about this band, featuring Melanie Pang on vocals. There you are, 12 songs in to the latest edition of Near Perfect Pitch. Next up, let's hear something uh, from Liverpool off uh, their brand new album. Here is Hers. Yeah. 
isn't there? And that is indeed Wire of 1997's Coatings. And that is uh, the alternate mix of uh, a tune called Madman's Honey that uh, the original version appears on 1987's Ideal Copy LP. And this is on WMO Records. And before that, from Liverpool, off their brand new invitation to hers, that is hers. And you can go to thatbandofhers.bandcamp.com to learn more about them. And uh, back to Wire, to keep abreast of all things Wire and all the all the peripheral projects that uh, Colin's involved with, pinkflag.com is the place to go. Now let's go to Sydney, Australia now, and here's something new uh, from Middle Kids of this year's debut, Lost Friends LP. Here's a track entitled Edge of Town. I can remember anything you say when the streets are talking. Yeah, they call my name. And I walk a little further. I could go all day. And the trees are reaching, pointing out the way.
got something on your mind Tick tock, can I take it for a while? Hey guy, have you got something on your mind? Tick tock, could I take it for a while?
looking through smoke rings circles of friends who have gone gone scouse musical legend ian brody and that is uh, a song called Smoke Rings, uh, off his uh, only solo LP to date, 2004's Tales Told, and also the title track to his only EP to date from 2005. Again, Smoke Rings, Ian Brody. Uh, Lightning Seas, of course, producer extraordinaire, and uh, to, to list up all the bands he's been involved with would take me a while, but uh, do look him up. Uh, I'm sure you all know the Lightning Seas, but that is a gorgeous track, as I say, off his only solo LP to date from 2004. Middle Kids from Sydney Straya, off this year's debut, Lost Friends, brilliant brilliant record and that is for steve thanks for turning me on to that track and that band that's entirely your doing so uh, steve you're a diamond and uh, you know who you are um next up new single from redding's saltwater sun this is a great tune hot mess hey just like the rest living under duress a regular hot mess take a look Never been anyone just to find in our own way to have a little fun. You're just a haircut, and sure, it's a pretty good one, but do you know what it is you're trying to prove?
from Leeds. That's uh, Far Caspian with their latest single, The Place We Run From. Soundcloud.com slash far hyphen Caspian to learn more about them. I'm hoping uh, to get more material from them in the, in the coming weeks. And before that, Saltwater Sun from Reading. Uh, Soundcloud.com slash saltwater hyphen sun is the place to find out more about them. Hot Mess is uh, the single that we just heard by them. Now it's time for you to get a reprieve from my monotonous voice. It's time for our hat trick, uh, boys and girls. This week, it's a D hat trick. All the bands begin with D. Confused about the way you came Take the portraits from the wall Take them down and burn them all I know what I've become By the marks upon their arms There was nothing that they lacked in charm But now I've got to choose Who from you is gonna lose And who is going through By the stories that were told I decided to reject the bold Embrace the cowardly and the weak We had laughs that lasted weeks There inside and I see Where this life is you Been around since we were 22 And now you've got the rush When you call and when you touch I know things don't mean much Cause we don't know we're strong enough The chance is Just go out and get it straight There are questions here that just can't wait Leave romantics to the spine Leave the footballs to the pines Alternatives we'll find But there's nothing we can't find While our lives are blushing
Come on, babies, find the faith. Roll your sleeves up, find your arms insane. Walking out in little lines, down the corridors of life, and on to what you find. Out the door and down the street. Over fences, glands, and bridges is going to choose who will win and who will lose. I know it won't be me. Cause we don't know we're strong enough. And chances come too soon. But people, people were not
Well, there you have it. That's this week's hat trick. It's our D hat trick, and that was Godlike by the Dillons, their very first single from 1991, that features on their debut self-titled LP as well. Before that, from their second LP, The Dream Academy. Gorgeous, luscious stuff that is. That's a single of their second LP, Remembrance Days from 1987. And kicking things off from Motherwell, the Delgados, one of two singles of their third LP, The Great Eastern from 2000. That's a tune called No Danger. So we're about uh, 21 songs into the programme. You've got to look forward to, at the end of the programme, an interview with uh, Rob Secula from 14 Iced Bears. And uh, we get into some really, really fun banter, I think. So you've got that to look forward to, along with uh, 14 Iced Bears, three songs by them, one of which is a nifty cover. Yes, another cover version this week. It's gone mental, hasn't it? And... um, got uh, Tinterweb time to get to as well. Uh, got to squeak that in amongst some other tunes uh, that are forthcoming, including this one by Sugarspun from Carlisle with their brand new single entitled Will It Be This Way Forever? Misery. I 
Jacket Hangs, first of two singles taken off our Essential Wax this week, which is the Blue Aeroplane Swagger from 1990. Before I get into some more detail about our Essential Wax this week, um, let me tell you that we are before that uh, from Carlisle, Sugarspun with their brand new single, 
entitled Will It Be This Way Forever? Sugar Spun Music.BigCartel.com to learn more about them. Now let's get back to uh, the Blue Aeroplanes, fronted by West Country beat poet Gerard Langley. They uh, are a band that have gone through numerous, numerous members over the years uh, and uh, are still and always have been based in Bristol. Uh, this is their fourth LP on Ensign Records. It's important to note that they have 14 studio LPs and this is just the fourth. Let's hear uh, the second single. We've heard the first one, Jacket Hangs. This is the second of two singles pulled off the record and stones. Right, but I can 
Isn't that nice? That's a new, uh, a new track from Liverpool's Cascade Fault Line, one of seven tracks off their brand new Told a Thousand Times LP, a song entitled Waves, Cascadia Fault Line, .com is where you need to go to find out more. Uh, back to the Blue Aeroplanes. Played two singles off uh, our Essential Wax this week. Only two singles pulled off the record. The Blue Aeroplanes Swagger from 1990, their fourth LP. Interesting to note that they've been together since 1981 and their last LP was just last year. Welcome Stranger played a couple of tracks off that over the course of time. That's out on Art Star Records, by the way. So that's uh, our essential wax done nicely with a bow on top all wrapped up nice and neat. Now it's time for this. It's Tinto Time, kids. That racket entails just that. It's your weekly dose of digital ephemera. A couple of belters here that I'm entirely not responsible for. They're from two people who've uh, sort of, un- one's unwittingly passed it on and one has definitely passed it on. Another Steveism here. I played Steve a song uh, earlier and uh, he knows who he is. There's a brilliant, uh, a brilliant site that this, this one chap has put together and I'll give you a bit of a background. Remember that magazine which we all got as, uh, as a youth uh, back in the UK, Smash Hits? Fantastic little uh, little publication that was glossy colour, lots of stuff that you'd uh, rip out and stick on your wall, loads of posters. It was kind of fluffy. It wasn't the enemy sounds or melody maker, but you know, it was uh, it was your dipping the toe in the water as a kid to get into music. Any road, someone has took it upon themselves uh, to put up a site called Smash Hits Remembered, and it's quite simply all of their covers scanned for posterity and it's a rather lengthy url it'll be in the show notes but if you have a pen and paper or you've got some kind of a eidetic memory or something like that uh, michael mouse 1967.wixsite.com slash smash hits hyphen remembered and that'll get you to this site and it is an absolute gold mine i encourage visitation and uh, a lengthy stay second up uh, from beth arcy who uh, put this up on facebook yesterday and i'd never heard it before i'm not a big fan of mashups largely because they're bobbins, but uh, this one is just absolutely outstanding. Go to YouTube and just key it in. I'm not going to bother regurgitating a URL, although I will include uh, the main one if, if, if you want to look at this posthumously. Anyway, Earth, Wind & Fire meet Ozzy Osbourne in probably the best mashup I've ever witnessed. And there's a video, of course, to, not just some token little graphic in the background. There's an actual video that we made for this as well. It's a piece of genius. Again, Earth, Wind & Fire meet Ozzy Osbourne. Uh, it's... Uh, it's just quite brilliant. So that's a, a double dose of digital ephemera this week uh, in the guise of a Smash Hits Remembered page and a wonderful Earth, Wind and Fire and Ozzy Osbourne mashup. There you have it. Coming up next, we've got one more track before we get into the wonderful world of 14 Ice Bears.
self-titled LP on Thunderball Records from 1988. That's Moths. Lots to talk about uh, with regards to 14 Ice Bears, but before I get into more, remind you that before that we heard Skanking Queens by the Bodines. Uh, their fifth single from 87, and uh, very hard to get these singles, but uh, you can always rely on Cherry Red Records to put out a, a comp of a band that you've been looking uh, to get all their aggregated material from. And if you're one of those people, then Cherry Red is your place for the album play that compiles everything by the Bodines. Inasmuch as Cherry Red have a wonderful compilation entitled Hold On Inside, which compiles all of the works by 14 Ice Bears. Completely unintentional tunero segue for some shameless Cherry Red promotion there. Right, let's go back to Moths. It uh, must be noted that uh, Rob has chosen all three tracks. I invited him to, uh, to choose three to play and he has in turn chosen them. So that was the first one, Moths. We're going to hear one more now before we get into a chat with him. An LP track off their second studio LP, Wonder, from 1991 on Borderline Records when it comes. Thank you. 
Magnificent. Forty Nice Bears. With uh, a song called When It Comes. That features on their second studio LP, Wonder, from 1991. Now it's over to uh, to me and and Rob for a chat about Forty Nice Bears. It's a, it's a good one. A particularly good chat, this one. Hope you enjoy it as much as I did. I'll be back after this to wrap things up with one more track. Do be aware. Forty Nice Bears. Bandcamp.com is where you can get everything retroactively by this band everything all right so uh, have a good listen to this and i'll be back with uh, yes our third cover version of the show an unprecedented third we've done two a couple of times but there'll be a third forthcoming here's rob and i hello yes hello is this rob yeah all right rob it's tara calling from near perfect pitch how are you i'm all right it's america on my phone yeah well, it's deliberately done to to, to confuse you yeah, he really has. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just—it's just one of those uh, free, uh, free Google uh, Google accounts, and you you get a free. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, 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 how are things? What's what's going on pre Spurs game for you right now? Right. Yeah, I've just um, got out of my house. Had a bit of a heavy night last night. Went to like a psychedelic club. Oh, so I'm just uh, chilling out now. It's really hot, and in Regent's Park, kind of quiet spot. Oh, nice. Mad, mad tourism. Lovely. So, yeah, it's all right. That sounds, that sounds actually wonderful. That, that, that takes me back a long time when I used to escape on Sundays and find a tree just to escape humanity. It sounds... sounds, sounds it's, it's good rejuvenation, definitely. And uh, we'll, we'll get the football out of the way. So needless to say, uh, I, I was just, I've just uh, left the living room right now with, with Arsenal there. Uh, Drawing two Can I tell me the score? Oh. oh, bollocks. Sorry, mate. Sorry, mate. Bollocks. <laughs> no, I, would... I would have found that anyway if I watched the first game or so. Well, well, <laughs> well, I, well I, was, I was hoping. I, I, well, I, I thought that you'd like to wallow in their misery because that's that's synonymous with being a Spurs fan. So I wanted to share that. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, a bit, but... yeah, sorry for being a killjoy. Yeah. But, but, uh... Premature wallowing, that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it, let's let's get cracking with the bears, shall we? Okay. Um, now, first of all, this this is for me, having been a fan since, since the early days, uh, and, and being delighted that that of course there's been some recent activity and re, you know some, some some prominence given to you, especially especially second time around. It must be must be wonderful. It must be like a rebirth for you. What, what, what's the current lineup right now? Should, should you get a gig tomorrow? Who 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 would be on stage with you? Well, we actually uh, re-split about four years ago, 2014. Yeah. We actually playing live. No, I understand that. I understand that implicitly. But, yeah. but I'm saying if you were, if, if someone said, hey, look, we want you to play, uh, want to play Shine or want you to play Weekend or whatever and get, get a band together, would that, would that be something you could do or something you wouldn't want to do? At the moment, it wouldn't really feel like it. Um, I'm rather do sort of solo stuff at the moment. I've been offered like, a gig in Leeds next year, I think it is, and um, that's what I'm concentrating on. I'm not, I don't know, it's weird, you know, sometimes you feel like it's a really good idea to do it, and other times it doesn't feel like it anymore. Well, it's, you know, uh, I, I speak to a lot of artists who have, you know, back in back in the day, as it were, I mean, when, when the heady days of, of, of the 80s and 90s, of course, uh, and, and a lot of them have, have, have gone away, had a life, procreated, and then come back again, or in very, very similar situations where they're having a second time around, and... Of course, it's an entirely different experience second time around, especially with the world of digital and the way that, that the music industry's run compared to the, mm. the indie ethic that you were used to, you know, way back when for, 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 for your genesis, really. Um, is, it, is, is the industry something that, that gets on your wick nowadays? Because it really has changed 
considerably since you you, uh, you entered the scene? Um, I think the worst thing about it is like the kids like like we had like loads of things come happening at once. There's like a wave of bands and it was all exciting and fresh and. It seems nowadays it's all just at your fingertips and it doesn't seem to be like a generational thing going on with people. I don't know, maybe I'm out of touch, but it doesn't feel like that so much. Like, you know, clothes, music, everything. Yeah. Yeah. The internet has ruined that a bit, you know. I agree. I agree. What I I try and quantify it with is is that there's such an access to information. I mean, there's no excuse for for ignorance in the modern age. And I keep telling my kids that. I said, don't ask me dumb questions. Google it. You know, if you can't find it, then then ask me. But... There's that, there's that uh, elimination, really, of, of, of the ability to go out and discover things on your own, that sense of discovery, because it's, it's, it's handed to you on a plate nowadays. Yeah, you've just got to click a few words in, haven't you? It can't be any easier, really. No, it's just, as, as, as I say, that romance of actually stumbling upon something or finding or unearthing something, or, for instance, picking up a Bears record because you thought, oh, that's a nice cover. Because the inside, because yeah, e- <laughs> the inside EP is one of my favourite covers of all time, and and, oh, thank you. Well, and and truth be told, much like a lot of records in the day, because you hadn't often heard them before you saw them in a shop, you bought them by virtue of their aesthetic, and I thought, holy shit, that looks that looks so out, out there. I bought it, and then of course it was synonymous with uh, with some good press that you received around about the same time, and the rest is history. Yeah, um, I think the trouble is today something comes out, it's around the world almost straight away. So things can't grow like organically, like the people getting into it and loving it and, you know, sharing moments about it. It's all just like boom, boom, boom. You yeah, know? exactly, exactly. That's just yeah. a very good way of putting it. So, so let's just, just talk a little bit about, about the, the formative days. I mean, can you just touch upon briefly, you know, the, 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 uh, the Mark Flew, the television personalities, Frank Records, the first two singles. I mean, that was... that. You used the word organic. I suppose that was as organic as it got back then. You met someone. Oh, let's you know. You want, you want to sign? You signed, and boom. Was it was it effectively that that simple? Yeah, it was brilliant. It was a classic sort of thing. He came to one of our gigs, and he really liked us. And um, it was quite weird though because the song he really liked, he thought it was like a mod classic. The song <laughs> jumped in a puddle, and we never ended up releasing it. <laughs> your mod oh, classic. <laughs> your your mod it? classic. Yeah, yeah, your mod anthem. Yeah, that's what he's, because he was, he was a bit of a mod mark. He was just like one anyway. But yeah, it's, but that, you know, having that TVP connection straight away was like a bonus, I suppose, in those days. So yeah, definitely. Fantastic. No, it's a great, sh- great shot in the arm. And, and then you did something that really threw me, and I'm, th- I'm sure threw a load of people. You, you, you released a record on Sarah. Yeah, well, I've, I've, I've sort of got into some of the stuff that was coming out on Sarah, like fanzines and um, sea urchins in particular. And they got in touch and said, Do you want to? a single I can't remember exactly which way around it was and um, it was great but the trouble was at that stage we really wanted to make an album and that wasn't really in their philosophy at the time I think they changed later but so we might have even stayed on there if that had happened you know wow. <laughs> that, that would have been something special I'm, I'm not sure you're aware but that uh, just a few weeks ago Sarah announced that they're, they're releasing the entire back catalogue on, on Bandcamp so uh, the legions of people who got into Sarah Posthumously, will now be able to go and get all their all their material, including your single. I would I would expect. Yeah, I mean, I heard about that. It's um, just the modern age, and it? it's gone from like seven inch vinyl only to <laughs> instant downloads. So it's you know, it's great in some ways, isn't it? Everyone can hear stuff anyway. Exactly. That's that's yeah. my sentiment. That's my sentiment. As a, as a record yeah. collector who went without food to buy records, and then 
25 <laughs> years later, the, all the tracks that you feverishly tried to aggregate over the course of time on flexi discs and all that, they come out on a bonus second disc, and it, it does piss off the collector. <laughs> well, it certainly pisses me off. <laughs> <laughs> but such, such is the nature of the industry. Uh, there's, there's one anecdote that, 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 that I read way back when, and, and I just wanted to know if it was actually valid. And, and, and another band that I loved was, was Stump. And I understand that, that you've got a Stump story with regards to a dodgy van in Switzerland. Oh, right, you've heard about that. Yeah, we went to play in Switzerland, and um, our tour van was this ex-ambulance that the Stump drummer drove. <laughs> It was, it, was, it was like something out of Flintstone, but something as a traditional band. And, uh, and, and then subsequently, we got to played in Switzerland, and the band broke down. And um, I think, you know, there was no way of getting it fixed to get the ship, because, we you know, we were getting a boat back and everything, we had to drive through France. But it was just a nightmare. We had to leave it there and all get on trains back to England and do, do another tour to, to pay for the van and get it back. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant, that is. I, 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 yeah. I, I thought it was the kind of thing that the enemy would have made up, but it's legit. No, no, being stumped as well is it's brilliant, isn't it? And it couldn't, it, couldn't, it couldn't have been a better band, could it? I, I, you know, Stump, no. Stump were just... Well, they were so unique. He's, he's, they're, they're sorely missed, aren't they? What a, what a band they were. Um, yeah, they were the 86, weren't they? Yeah. yeah, they were the epitome of it. I mean, Buffalo sort of yeah. redefined the whole era, didn't it, really? Um, this video, the video that Tim made, I tell you what, I mean, I must admit my ignorance because I'm all about the music. I didn't realise that, 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 that the East Coast tour had been documented. And it's a brilliant video, that Dust Remains, isn't it? Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, yeah Tim and the band did it. It's, yeah, it's a really well-made video. And it sort of encapsulates how it all felt, really. It's brilliant. Yeah, I mean, for those of you listening, um, you know, YouTube, YouTube Dust Remains, and I'll, and I'll put all the links in the, in the show notes, but... It's really worth a watch, and it really gives you a really good insight into the inner workings of, 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 the, of the Bears. Um, now, another reunion, the reunion came about, and, and it just must have been a rush, though, at the time, touring, touring the East and West Coast. I mean, obviously, I've alluded to the fact that Dust Remains encapsulates this very nicely, but if, if you could just sort of verbalise it in just a sentence or two, it just must have been, I'm not saying surreal, but it must have been, you must have had to pin, pinch yourself a few times. Yeah, it all came about because um, on the internet, like, I had friends in, in the East Coast and they, they were putting on people like um, Slaughter, Chapter House, people like that, and they said, oh, why don't you come, you look come. We hadn't had a band, we didn't have a band at the time. And I just thought, wow, this is an amazing adventure, isn't it? So yeah. let's see if we can do it. And I just rang people around and eventually it worked out brilliantly, yeah. And it was such a, yeah, it was like a proper rock and roll sort of dream come true. It must have been, and again, it's the humility in, in, in what you're saying there. I mean, it's an appreciation that you know people, you know, people flew in and people drove, you know, two and three days to come and see you, and, and that's that's fantastic. It's all about quality, not quantity, isn't it? No, I think so. Yeah, it was amazing. But even even quantity-wise, like when we played New York, there was like I don't know, 150 people there or something. It was packed out, and that was really exciting. But then we played somewhere. And then we played in Portland for about 10 people. Never mind. Those uninitiated buggers in Oregon, they don't know, they don't know anything in Oregon anyway. 
don't, don't worry about that. You are. I said they're, 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 uh, they're not nothing in Oregon. They're just they're, they're more concerned about wearing their Birkenstocks with their socks. I wouldn't worry about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so, maybe maybe we, we hit peak um, hipsterdom or something, and we, they they avoided us. Well, if you weren't sporting a bushy beard and braces, you might as well forget it. So that's not a big deal. Yeah. Um, so, 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 what what are you doing nowadays? I mean, can you tell us a little bit about Easter Sun? Uh, is, is 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 that still got legs? Um, no, really, we, not really, not at the moment. Now that was going for a few years. I've still got the same songs. I've had these songs for donkey's years now. The trouble is, I, I really like them. And I just really want to put them out one day. It's just, which is the opposite with the bears. I used to write songs every week or two. It was mad. But I've had these songs, and it's just like I really want them to be brilliant. And so that's what I'm working on at the moment. I've got a studio in the bedroom, and I've been recording stuff. And um, so I played a few solo gigs. I've, I did the Sarah Records book launch and um, I played with some magic numbers as well. So oh, yeah. There's been yeah. a few things going on. Yeah. That's wonderful. And, and the, the, uh, the, the, the cover version, I just want to talk about Alvin Lives in Leeds, if, you've got, if you don't mind. Sorry, oh, my not, phone yeah. is ringing off the hook here. Sorry. Um, how, do you, how do you stumble upon Summer Nights? Was that, was that imposed upon you was it, or did you choose that track? Yeah, that was... Um... Because Alwyn actually lived in Brighton at the time. <laughs> I used to know him. He yeah. was like a bit older than the rest of us, but he was like obsessed with indie music. I think he was friends with the Pastels and yeah. Marine Girls and people like that. And um, so that was the idea, anti-contact thing. And um, I don't know, we just had a rehearsal and um, we weren't even sure which one we were going to do, but the bass player started doing some of the on the bass really slow like that, like it does on the record. Yeah. And we just... Yeah, and, and that's that's the essence of a cover. I mean, you put your own you put your own mark on it, and it. I, I was always curious yeah. because to make something as unfashionable as that fashionable is, is takes takes quite some doing actually. <laughs> and the baseline is, yeah. as you quite rightly said, the baseline is everything in that track, isn't it? Yeah, it's got like a real groove sort of thing that. Rocking sort of, sort of sleazy, sort of swampy feel, which is not what you'd expect from Greece. I thought swampy Greece. I don't know. Maybe. Well, I don't know. Maybe, this, maybe that's a, maybe there's potential for that. I don't know. But but it, it, it always <laughs> lent itself. I always thought that that song could have been done by Hanley in the fall because with his driving bass, he could have destroyed that quite handily. I think. <laughs> that would, yeah, that would be a different version as well. Wouldn't it? <laughs> it certainly bloody would be. So so, so it's fair yeah. to say that you know you, you you're not. You can't cease your creativity, but you just haven't uh, you just haven't got an outlet right now. But you but it's not to say that uh, we couldn't hear new stuff from you in the future. Oh, definitely. I mean, that, I'm, I'm every day I'm practicing my solo stuff. I'm I'm not just I'm trying to do like a set where I do songs, but not just play chords to it, but do like little guitar bits as well and that accompany the song. You know, not trying to make it's quite difficult though. Yeah. <laughs> I've been doing it for a year or two now, really trying to hone it. And once it's getting to the stage where I'll feel I mean I've done a couple of gigs, but it's getting to the stage where I'll be quite very quite confident to do it properly. Lovely. It must be yeah. it must be a hugely different dynamic for you as well, because you know, I mean being solo and, and having a band behind you is two different things entirely. Oh, I used to be terrified of playing solo before. Yeah. But I've done it a few times now and it's weird, you know, you get you get used to it like anything I suppose and it's it's hard to describe, you know. It's just like something I feel like doing at the moment. Well, I, I, you I, know, I don't think you can describe it. You've got to go with it. I mean, it's your art. Yeah. It's your art, and you, and you, you know, the bottom line is you want to share your art. I mean, that's the whole bloody point. And 
And yeah, you can't rationalise it too much, you know, because that's getting away from what it is. Yes. You know, if you start saying, I plan to do this, then it's not, you just got to go with how you feel like, what you feel like creating at the time. Absolutely. I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't question yeah. a painter, well, why do you use acrylic instead of oil for that painting? You just did. I mean, it just, and if you hyperanalyse it, then it's, uh, then it's almost dead in the water, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. One thing that people don't really know about America, we actually, I actually went over in about 2002 as well with um, Tim, who did the, uh, the photographer. Did with us. Um, yeah. He was a bass player on one day. I did it with him and a couple of mates, and we, we did like a semi bear set then as well. So it wasn't the first time we played like New York, uh, Philadelphia, and um, God knows, can't remember. <laughs> not, not, not Portland, I hope. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Flipping Portland. That was a, the, the, the yeah. ultimate pariahs. No, that's that's fantastic because I I I was unaware of that. I mean, I'd re I'd read that, but you know, I, I'm stuck in Canada. So unless unless bands come to Toronto or Montreal, I've either got to drive to Toronto or Montreal or hope that there's an intermittent stop, you know, here in Ottawa. And uh, of course, you, you've not made it. You, you didn't make it to, to Canada on on those two jaunts. But um, I don't know. Let's see. Let's see what happens about your next solo record. Who knows? Well, yeah, I'd love to go to Canada. Sounds like you've got a good country over there compared to America, anyway. Well, flipping. Well, yeah, there's an invisible border, but it might as well be a wall 50 feet high. It's that different between here and there. Yeah, it feels like countries are getting further apart, doesn't it? It is, yeah. It's almost there's a gulf. There's a gulf. So, I mean, honest to goodness, it's uh, what you see on TV is reasonably accurate in terms of it being an immensely tangible difference between the two places. If it was like America, mm. I wouldn't live here for love nor money. No offence to my American listeners. But uh, mm -hmm. politically, it's something I'm not prepared to tolerate. In as much as you're going through the Brexit shenanigans, it's not dissimilar to the nonsense that's happening over here. Yeah, it's very, very, very similar. It's, it's, it's a British version of Trump in a way. It is. Yeah. It's just, it's just, yeah. it's, it's just people at the top duping people with multi-million-dollar marketing campaigns to, 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 to sell them untruths. But that's a whole other debate, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> and a bloody long one at that. That's for sure. Um, yeah, it's probably not like those fans if there are any one to sit around. <laughs> no, no, I don't think that the two many many people are on the intersecting set of Forty Nice Bears and the World Political State right at the minute. I don't think there's too many people. Well, I'm sorry, I have to I have to pull you up on that one. What do you think, Elvin Lee? Did you yeah. know what happened after that? Yeah, that no, no, kicked out. No, no, that's that's true enough. That's true enough. But that 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 got momentum through a lot of a lot of media that that really really housed similar-minded people. So it was, it was almost like a rallying call for people who were all on the same page, which was, which was brilliant. And that's what I loved about yeah. anything about anti-poll tax. It had momentum because there was that almost, it was like a family of people in a cooperative, just doing anything and everything they could to, to educate people. Yeah, it was, it was a good time. Not parallels to now. Yeah, well, I, I, just, I just wish people had the, yeah. the gumption to get off their asses and do the same thing now, but... They think they can do it with their keyboard. Yeah. The keyboard doesn't work. You've got, you've got to get off your ass. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good thing about the internet. In politically, I think it's really, um, you know, it's got rid of a lot of the apathy. I think people are more engaged now politically. So it's just probably a healthy thing, but not that some of the results are pretty weird. Yeah, well, provided with yeah. the, the precursors, provided the information is correct, then, you know, that's wonderful. Yeah, exactly. but, but if the starting point is. is it's a fallacy, then it, it gains just as much momentum and it's very damaging. Well, it does. 
Yeah. So, can't tell the difference, can they, between something rubbish that keeps getting spouted? Exactly. Yeah. It's like Brexit. I mean, Brexit. It's all like, oh, they're they're coming to mm. take your women and take your jobs. Mm, who are these people? They're not coming, and it's nothing. Mm. <laughs> it's nothing to do with that. Um, you, you kindly yeah, blame, blame the other, isn't it? It it's is. Well, it's always about, you know, it's like divide and conquer. It's just the old political adage that's yeah. been going on since the beginning always, of the time. Always away. Now, now you, you kindly sent me some tracks, and, and I don't want to sound facetious, but, you know, I, I had them all, of course, because I've got all your stuff. But um, right. I, 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 did, I didn't realise that that, uh, that your favourite song of yours is When It Comes, which which I found fantastic, because it, it's it's not my favourite, it's my top five of, of, of your repertoire. So you, I'm, I'm going to play that song around the interview. Uh, I was also going to play, uh, just, just for fun, I was going to play Summer Nights uh, for people, but could, could you pick one more track uh, from, from your repertoire that you'd like me to play in addition to those two? Um, maybe, I don't know, Moths comes to mind for some reason. That's, well, again, if it, if it popped in your head first, let's, let's, just go, yeah. let's, let's just go with that. So we've got When It Comes, Summer Nights and Moths. That's a, a nice, yeah, little, yeah. nice cross-section, that. I'm glad you like when it comes because it doesn't. Not many people would talk about that one, and I, I don't know personally. I just really, it was going to be a single, but hold out, hold on, hold on came on, came out um, just before it, and then we didn't really carry on. But that was probably going to be a single. I, I just think it's great. I, out of all of them, that's my favourite. You know. Well, that lyrics, was, everything, but never mind. No, it was, it was a good time because I mean, at, at that time, I mean, you were you were you rubbing shoulders with the Velvet Underground and, and, and you know Alex Chilton, so that that might have had some subliminal uh, influence on you because that that must have been that that time itself must have been absolutely mental being being around those people. Well, that was that was like definitely one of the highlights. I mean, especially Alex Chilton, you know, I was a massive big star fan. Oh yeah, and. Um, I don't know if you've heard my story about it. When I came off the stage, I supported him, and he was sitting on his own, and for some reason I walked in the dressing room on my own, and he was just holding loads of splits. And he was like, man, you guys were great. <laughs> like, really sophisticated stuff, you know. And it's like, oh, my God, I don't give a crap what anyone else thinks about it ever again. You know, this is it. Yeah. And he was such a cool person. You know, he had a really good laugh. And I bumped into him a few times over the years. And um, like the last time we played in London, I was like, outside the Columbia Hotel with him chatting about stuff and I, 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 I um, sang him a song I'd written post bed called Pamela that I really like and he was like you didn't write that no way my hands but that was another brilliant compliment <laughs> <laughs> you've got that you've got that American accent quite quite well down there Rob that's good uh, but, but, but you know I said you've got the American accent uh, pr pretty well down there that sounds that sounds I good I wasn't even realising I was doing it <laughs> I'm really fine was, but 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 children. I mean, children's a demigod. I have to say, I, I want to bring that up yeah. because because for, for for most of us, that scene. I mean, the big star, uh, big star's repertoire has been instrumental in people like me who can't play but love music, and, and for musicians like yourself, it was, it's a beautiful thing that we've got that. We, we all have that big star thing in common. I mean, teenage fan club. I think with the, with the prime movers in, in, in gaining them uh, a second audience two generations after the fact. <laughs> Wonderful stuff. Um, I was going yeah. to I was going to ask you um, just just um, one last question and it, and it's completely unrelated but uh, you, you'll get my drift. It doesn't matter who I interview over the course of time and the years. I've always asked this question and, and I've and I've developed a rather intricate infographic as a result. Um, I ask everybody hypothetically. Rob's here with his new band doing an East Coast tour, North America. I come out the the pantry with the magic biscuit tin. You've got a nice cup of tea in your hand. 
and you can choose any biscuit, any biscuit on God's green earth. Ah. Past, present, <laughs> or future. What's Rob? What's Rob? What's Rob picking? It's funny you should say that because I've got a freelance day job and um, I always bring in a packet of chocolate hobnobs. Fair, I'm famous for it actually. Fair play. Hobnobs. That is brilliant. Straight straight in with the chocolate hobnob. And um, last yeah. week, uh, you know, last week, who was I talking to last week? But I got my first Jaffa cake last week after years and years, which, which I was especially happy with because, as, as you well know, being, being British, biscuits are a very cultural thing. And, and when I interview Americans and Australians, etc., it's amazing. They have the equivalent of their sort of uh, cultural favourite biscuits. It's something that's, uh, I don't know, if I, if I had money, I'd do a master's thesis on Bickies. That's, that's just one of those things. Anyway, so the Chucky Hoplock, you're the Chucky Hoplock king at, at work, are you? Oh, God, yeah. I always have two every day at work. Oh, but then I like to have a custard cup cream in the afternoon as like a celebration day to day over. There you go. Just the very fact that you're talking in biscuit vernacular makes me really happy. Thank you very much. <laughs> I'd also like to thank you immensely for your time. It's been a pleasure and it's been wonderful talking to you. I haven't been a fan for all these years and you being so uh, so so forthcoming with, with, with talking about the, the band's history. And uh, and I uh, and I wish uh, you and Spurs the very best of luck. Just don't uh, don't show up when you play us next week, yeah? I'm, I'm a Liverpool fan, by the way, so uh, just... Uh, Oh, maybe, all right. Maybe I have a, you know, Harry could maybe, you know, injure his ankle doing the ironing or something next week. We could sort that out. That'd be lovely. Well, well you know, come on, give us a chance. You're probably going to win the league this season anyway. Well, so I, give us a chance. Well, I, do, draw. I do hope so. I do hope so. But I think you're in with a shout as well. Injury, injuries, uh, provided the injuries stay uh, minimal with the Spurs, you're going to be there or thereabouts, I'm sure of it. But uh, that's Yeah, a, I mean, after the main new game, I think we've got a chance now. Yeah, everyone's quite confident. Mind you, if, yeah. if, if Burnley do United, then everyone's going to be saying anyone can beat United. So let's see what happens today with Burnley, shall we? Yeah, that's true, actually. Yeah. Fingers crossed. That either. That's today as well, is it? Well, same time as yours, same, same kickoff time as your game. Yeah, so I'm gonna be, okay. I'm going to be doing a lot, of, uh, a lot of flipping, doing a dual screen job in about, uh, about an hour's time. Anyway, all, all the best, and, and, I'll, and I'll be in touch uh, with all the details uh, once it's uploaded. In the meantime, take care of yourself and uh, talk soon. All right, thanks a lot. So is it on Tuesday night or something? Yeah, yeah, it should be, it should be Tuesday. It's just, I've just got to get my act together because it's a bank holiday here. I've got to, I've got to get studio time mm. and, and put it together, but it should be Tuesday. But I'll, I'll, I'll send you an email uh, regardless. Yeah, brilliant. Well, thanks very much. Really nice talking to you. I was bit worried after last night that we had to do it but thank you oh it. my pleasure i've been i've been looking forward to this for a long long time and, and uh, let's keep in touch and then again when there's any solo material i'll be delighted to share it with the listenership I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the, the the chance of new material from you that'd be lovely excellent okay maybe see you in canada on tour one day well the spare room's yours if ever you want to come and gig over here <laughs> yeah okay cheers all the best thank you. take care Ta-ra. all right cheers mate thank you bye, bye. Superb. Thanks, Rob. Great little chat, that one, and I hope you enjoyed it you lot as much as I did. He's uh, a very interesting chap, and uh, can't wait to hear his uh, forthcoming solo material. I hope it all comes to fruition. Lovely chap, very, very talented, and uh, 14 nice bears deserve more prominence. So let's get into it retroactively. If you weren't into them at the time, get into them now. Go and buy it all, 14 nicebearscom The third song 
Well, actually, I don't think that's true. I think I chose this one, and, and, and Rob chose uh, the, the previous two tracks. I, I chose this one. It's not. Uh, it's the only thing actually that you can't get on the on the Bandcamp page uh, of any note. They they did uh, participate in a wonderful compilation that came out in 1990 on Midnight Music Records. And Alvin Lives in Leeds is a compilation of covers of 70s hits, and all proceeds uh, went towards uh, anti-poll tax uh, activity, especially uh, well the campaign itself. Uh, amongst other uh, other causes that were related to anti-poll tax. Uh, a great, great compilation. I'll tell you who's on it before I play you the track by, uh, by uh, 40 Nice Pairs. There's Lush doing Chirpy Chirpy Cheap Cheap, which is just phenomenal. 5.30 with uh, My Sweet Lord, Thud destroying Bohemian Rhapsody. The Pop Guns with Bye Bye Bye, Crocodile Ride with I Feel Love. A really bizarre version of Kung Fu Fighting by Robin Hitchcock's La Freak by Corn Dollies. Float On is particularly good by the Closed Lobsters. There's the uh, the Siddeleys with Love Grows Where My Rosemary Goes, Wandering Star by The Perfect Disaster, and of course, 40 Nice Bears doing this, and it's absolutely magnificent. <laughs>
So ends episode 96 of Near Perfect Pitch, which has been brought to you incidentally by Rob Secula, 40 Nice Bears, and the milk chucky hobnob. My thanks go to him. My immense thanks go to him. Uh, but they also go to you as well. Thanks for uh, giving me another three hours of your very valuable time. It is much appreciated. And it's that time of the show where I have a sort of a traditional, uh, traditional weekly grovel whereby I ask you to, to please recommend the programme to someone who has a similar musical taste as yourselves, i.e., really meticulous musical taste give yourself a pat on the back um, please recommend the program it just uh, it helps me immensely that the audience grows weekly but uh, I could use some more we can always use some more anyway I'll be back next week with episode 97 in the meantime look after ta-ra <laughs>